0: Let's focus on some of the after-effects of yesterday's budget. Of course, we heard the upcoming fiscal year. The forecast will be a $5.9 billion deficit, growing to $7.9 billion uh, for the next fiscal year. We've uh, had announcements around the flipping tax, the BC Electricity Affordability Credit, the employer Health Tax Threshold changes. We had the BC Family Benefit. And we had a partial exemption for property transfer tax, $2 billion for health care. So lots of money floating around, so much so that even our debt will uh, is for forecast climb by nearly $20 billion to $123 billion. Uh, a lot of that is on capital spending, some one-time infrastructure projects such as $16 billion for Site C, $2.2 billion for St. Paul's. Uh, in fact, uh, the capital budget will increase uh, from a record $8 billion this year to $12 billion in 2023-2024. And get this, 13 billion dollars the following two years in fact our provincial debt will climb to 134 billion dollars by 2026 so lots going on lots being built a lot announced by uh, the bc government Well, what impact does this have on our cities especially fast-growing communities south of the Fraser joining me to talk a little bit about the impacts uh, and you know after the announcement from yesterday's budget is Eric Woodward he is the mayor of the township of Langley Eric thank you for joining us today yeah, Jazz. Thanks again. Uh, so, your thoughts first, and, first and foremost on the budget, very much anticipated uh, in regards to the hoopla around it, and of course, it is an election year. Your thoughts on uh, what you took from what you were expecting, and what you t- what you took from it after?
1: Well, a couple of things. I mean, I think it's uh, it would be great to see some of the details of where this money is specifically going to be allocated for. You know, I think, south of the Fraser, we were hopeful to you know, between Surrey and the Township of Langley to see more specifics around our local hospital, the you know, the desperate need for schools here, South of the Fraser, you know, perhaps another growing communities fund, which we haven't heard about, you know, in, uh, TransLink investments that are desperately needed South of the Fraser with all this growth. So again, Jazz, it's the same theme you know, while the province, you know, demands more and more housing, we, you know, we really haven't seen the follow-through and investment in some of these communities like South
0: of the Fraser. Did you get any indication that there would be some spe- announcement specific to uh, those fast-growing communities? I mean, you, you raise some good issues here. Uh, you know, the local hospital, I know uh, Surrey's been getting a lot of attention for that, the second hospital that they want. But, you know, you have a hospital in your community. But I look, think yeah. of schools yeah. for Langley. Uh, I, I also think of just, uh, you know, as you go further down, <laughs> Towards Abbotsford and Jellowack. They really want to see that Highway 1 expansion and widening uh, as much as possible. I mean, it seems like there wasn't much there just based on some of those topics you just brought up, including TransLink.
1: Yeah, I think it's, you know, we just got I guess we have to wait for, you know, the remainder of the election campaign to see what the specifics are going to look like. We we're hoping to, to see some of that, you know, yesterday or the day before so we could start to plan accordingly, you know, out here in Touchable Langley. You know, we're council starting to endorse, you know, pulling back on our growth rate simply because we have so many kids in portables. You know, the, the province is building one elementary school every five years. You know, that's just not going to cut it here. south of the Fraser, especially Township Langley. And so, you know, we have to start talking about slowing our growth rate if we're not going to see those investments. So it was unfortunate not to get some of those specifics yesterday.
0: So would you, at at, at the at the council level, actually say we're going to slow walk uh, uh, you know, potential housing expansion uh, and, and, you know, developers coming in to build town townhouses or condos or single family homes. You're saying you would actually go out of your way to slow things down just because it's, it's taking so long just for those infrastructure needs that are not, not being met, whether it be educational, whether it be whatever it may be, it's the government's not moving fast enough on the provincial side.
1: Yeah, and I think we're already doing that, Jess. So uh, Council's already endorsed a new phasing policy, and we've added uh, one one area to that. Council's looking at adding uh, more areas of that that add up to hundreds of acres that we have to pull back on because we're so many schools behind. You know, we're adding about a 1,000 new students per year to the district here in the Township of Langley, we have thousands of units that are already approved. And so once those are built, you know, how many students are still going to be in portables? And so is it responsible to carry on to develop as much as we can anywhere a developer wants to, uh, to have a livable community. And we need the province to, you know, invest in the education system as our primary concern, if they're going to simultaneously demand more density.
0: Uh, Do you think, and this isn't specific to Langley, but I'm I'm thinking Surrey, Langley, Township and City, Abbotsford, Chilliwack, I mean, do you think you all need to work together, perhaps a joint uh, lobbying efforts because <laughs> the next provincial election, the elections are won and lost based on the suburbs of Vancouver and increasingly south of the Fraser. I mean, it almost seems like you, you should have a, a block of some sort to do collective lobbying to the gover- government and what, what, what's needed from all the way from Surrey and quite frankly all the way to Chilliwack.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any shortage of awareness of the needs. I think, uh, you know, both Mayor Locke, myself, And you know Siemens and Popov and in all these areas here in the Fraser Valley and south of the Fraser, you know regularly communicate what the challenges are. You know I don't think it's any secret to the Ministry of Education that we have one of the highest per capita portables in the province, you know next to Surrey, and it's a cautionary tale for us. You know do we want to become you know as bad as it is in Surrey right now, you know with portable washrooms in some of their school sites? So. You know, we want to be more responsible for our community and say, okay, well, if we're if we're going to be already three or four schools behind, you know, is it responsible to continue? And, you know, and the lobbying efforts are there. It's just we're not seeing the investment, again, while simultaneously calling this out for not building enough housing. Uh,
0: the There is, to my understanding, a contingency fund, as there is always with a budget, and there's potentially $4 billion sitting there. Do you think maybe a lot of these things that you and I are talking about perhaps will be addressed in in, in the months ahead before we get to October nineteenth
1: yeah, I think they're definitely you know that's obviously a possibility as an expectation you know to to roll these things out as announcements you know what that does though is it delays the school that's needed to be started today it delays it for another year so six months or so leaving schools now and to to see them delayed for an election campaign is certainly uh, hopefully that's not the motivation. But, you know, to see, you know, to lay it out the way you have is a big contingency fund to make these announcements that delays these projects even further. We've been waiting years for some school sites to be built. And you know, how do we justify to our to our residents that we're going to continue to approve housing at this rate, you know, while additional school projects are delayed and delayed for whatever reason they're delayed for.
0: Do you, um, what should we be doing differently? And it's not just uh, schools and portables, uh, but I'm thinking even just, you know, Highway 1 expansion. Yeah, uh, I'm talking about $10 a day, day daycare expansion. Is there a, a need for the way we uh, fund these programs or at the very least sort of a broader 30,000-foot level view going, okay, we know the vast majority of folks are moving south of the Fraser. Do you almost need a south of the Fraser plan or something like that for the provincial government? I'm just thinking, you know, it all seems ad hoc. You know, whether it's Liberals or United or NDP, we all just lurch and and towards, okay, a school there and and, and maybe we'll widen the highway there. And there doesn't seem to be a, a broad plan to address the collective growth of the region.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. And I think we see that with TransLink and Transit, especially, you know, with Mayor West uh, beating that drum so well to highlight that, you know, here we are with a growing population and transit needs. We, and they have a coherent plan. They have an investment plan. They have a 2040-2050 plan. You know, what what is the investment and where is it going to come from? And it still doesn't occur on the timeline that it needs to. And, you know, so if you had that plan for education or hospitals, you know, would it just be sitting on the shelf like Transport 2040-2050 is? So I think, you know, you know, the frustration for me and the solution would be to really see and hear about some structural reform to get projects built faster. So, you know, the little old township of Langley can build a $150 million rec facility for ice sheets in a year and a half. Why does it take five years to build a new elementary school? Why does it take a year and a half to do a business case and a you know, project definition report? This is why schools take years and years and years. And, you know, that's something I'd like to hear about, is how do we speed up construction and delivery of these projects when they're so obviously desperately needed?
0: I was a bit surprised you said that you're going to have to slow down growth uh, and expansion in your community just because of uh, you seeing nothing. I mean, I get where you're coming from. I'm just a bit taken aback that you actually were saying that publicly.
1: Well, I think it's it's, not, it's public. It's been on the council agenda. We've brought in a new Willoughby development phase in council policy, you know, pulling back on some of our greenfield development because, how do we start developing, you know, hundreds of other acres when that's going to fill up the other schools that are already full? And, you know, if we don't start to see these investments, then yeah, I think that's going to be the reality. We're going to manage our growth rate more deliberately and, and really focus on where is that growth going to occur and what is the plan for schools. And if we don't see the schools, then we simply will will slow down the growth rate. We have no choice, Jazz. I mean, how do we justify responsibly adding so much more additional housing when we already have so many portables in our school district.
0: Eric, as always, thank you for your time. Yeah, great. Thank you, Jess. 911. 911. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship! Ah, there was an explosion! Oh my god, the ship is sinking! I can't get out! There's water everywhere! We're going down! I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hurry, hurry. Hello?
1: Are you there?